always serving a fresh cup of daily inspiration, Deanna Hobbs. Today's inspiration is to prepare you to make room for your miracle. Something good is on the way. God is about to bless you in a big way. Welcome to your daily cup of inspiration podcast. My name is Deanna Hobbs. I'm founder of Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that distributes free resources worldwide to help you grow in your faith and become everything God has preordained you to be. It is a wonderful Wonderful Friday morning here in the Queen City. Still snow on the ground, but you know how much I love the snow, and I'm just happy that you are here. I am broadcasting live from Empowering Everyday Women Ministry Studios in the city of Buffalo, New York. Every single podcast you hear, it's available. It is free just for you on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher.com, DeannaHobbs.com, on YouTube.com, under Deanna Hobbs, D-I-A-N-N. A-H-O-B-B-S. Our YouTube family is growing and it's convenient for you. When you hit that red subscribe button and you turn on your notifications, you never miss a notification when a podcast is uploaded. I believe the Lord is going to minister to you in a special way. So let's get right into today's word after we pray. God, our Father, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. We worship you. We bless your name for this wonderful time when we get to hear from you. Thank you for this dear sister, this dear brother that you sent to this podcast. Feed them today. Thank you for speaking to us with clarity. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am a little bit sore, but I'm not sad about it because the other day I was lifting weights and exercising. I don't know if you can hear me smiling. There's a smile in my voice right now, but I'm excited because working out is an achievement. You know, when I got sick, my strength was so depleted, it looked like I would never be able to work out again. So currently, I can only lift about 10-pound dumbbells. And that's not a lot for some people, but before I got sick last year, I could actually lift 25 pounds per arm. And it took me a while to work up to 50 pounds, but I felt good about it. So now that I'm still trying to get back into the swing of life since the Lord worked a miracle for me, I'm exercising. But can I be honest? I've been so busy just... Just enjoying life, eating. I'm so happy I can eat. I can eat whatever I want. My digestive system is working. I'm hanging out with family, ministering, doing the work of the Lord, and just doing the things I wasn't able to do. So I haven't exercised with the same consistency that I used to. And lately, I've been trying to do a little better. Somebody say a little better. Amen. I'm going to be honest. And as you know, if you don't use your muscles, they'll atrophy and they'll weaken. And since I haven't been lifting weights and doing strength training, my muscles are out of practice. It's going to take some persistence and a bit more time for me to get back to where I was. But you know what? I'm grateful for what I'm able to do today. I couldn't lift a pound last year. I mean, I couldn't lift my leg without help. God is just amazing. Thank God he brought me through. During that time period, as I reflect, I think about how God sent the right people to believe with me. Some of you listening to this podcast right now prayed for me. So thank you. I love you. I praise God for you. When I was gravely ill and doctor said, hey, we've done everything we can. I didn't have mourners in the house that wept over me 
me like I was already gone. And so I needed to surround myself with prayer warriors and worshipers and those who believed God to help infuse strength into me. I am a firm believer that God can do the impossible. That's what happened at my prayer service. Those worshipers and intercessors got together and set that atmosphere and God worked a miracle in my life. And so I want to ask you today, who's in your atmosphere? This question makes me think about Mark chapter nine, verses 18 through 23. And this chapter contains two of my absolute favorite biblical accounts. One shows Jesus healing the woman with the issue of blood and the other, which is the one I'm going to zone in on today, tells us about him raising up a dead girl. The Bible tells us when Jesus came into the house of Jairus, the father of the sick girl, everybody was mourning. As far as they were concerned, the 12 year old daughter of this ruler was deceased. It was over for her. So when the Messiah entered the home of Jairus, it was quite the scene. The flute players were there and this noisy crowd was wailing and carrying on. It was a heavy, sad, despairing atmosphere. They had a whole funeral going on. But in verse 24, Jesus walked in and said, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. I love that he said, make room. He wanted them to move out of the way, make some space for what was about to happen. There are blessings coming your way. And sometimes it gets too cluttered. You've got too much dead weight, too much on your mind, too many naysayers, just an overpopulation of faithless observers. They don't have any faith. That's why when Jesus said the girl wasn't dead, but sleeping, folks with no faith thought this is absolutely ludicrous. So they ridiculed and laughed at Jesus, the Bible said. So according to verse 20, I love this. Jesus put them all out of the house. Yes, he did. He said, take your fried chicken with you. Thank you for your pound cake. Of course, I'm embellishing the story and thinking of the kinds of delicious dishes the wonderful people bring for our family in times of sadness. You know, we love to cook, but in all seriousness, Jesus put them out. He really did. He didn't want a room full of spectators and doubters in the way of his work. Scripture says once the crowd had been kicked out, then then Jesus went in, took that adolescent girl by the hand. She arose and afterward, the news of what he did reached the masses. If Jesus, the all-powerful, almighty son of God, who had power to resurrect the dead, had to rid his atmosphere of unbelief, we do too. Friend, the Lord wants to do a mighty work in your life and Satan doesn't want to see it happen. So he tries to fill up your space with everything you don't need. Do you notice when you are standing on the promises of God and just believing for the Lord to move that the enemy comes at you hard and strong? He knows that if he can crowd out your faith with doubt and negativity, then he can mess up what God wants to do. You have got to believe. You've got to make room. God is up to something. All negativity, even those negative thoughts that have been trying to overtake your mind, that pessimism, get rid of it. Tell doubt. Fear, anxiety, worry, insecurity, discouragement, even low expectations, you have got to go. Tell anything or anyone working against your destiny that Satan has sent to shake your faith, you have no place here. Kick worry to the curb and embrace trust in the Lord. God wants to do the impossible. Romans 1.17, the latter half says, the just shall live by faith. In order to live by faith, you've got to feed 
feed your faith with the word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God feast on his promises. The devil can't stand it when you do that because he knows that you're setting the right atmosphere and the miraculous happens in the right atmosphere. Jairus's name in the Greek means God has enlightened. When God stepped into that situation, he showed up and showed everybody. He illuminated the fact that he is the resurrection, that there is nothing too hard for him, that no situation is too far gone and that it's necessary to make room for God to do what he wants to do. And I believe the Lord is enlightening you today to let you know you can't afford to let anything or anybody crowd out your space because you're next in line for something big. In my local church, every single week, just before bringing the tithe and giving God his 10% of our increase, we read a scripture found in Malachi 3 and 10. The first portion of it deals with tithing, bringing the 10%. The second portion of it talks about what God will do in response to that. And I want to read it because it reminds you that God is able to bless you so big, you won't even know what to do with it. God promised he said, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. That's the word for you today. As you drink down the contents of your cup, expect blessings, manifold blessings. Expect God to do the miraculous, do the impossible. I've seen him work. When everybody else said no, God said yes. When the enemy told me my time was up, God said not yet. He picked me up out of the pit and he set my feet on a rock and a firm foundation. And today I'm a living witness that he's more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that's working in you. Make room. A miracle is on the way. Now let's pray. God, I pray for this, my sister, this, my brother. Thank you for serving them notice that you're up to something big in their life. Right now, we stand against all doubt, fear, anxiety, anything that presents itself as opposition to what you're doing, God. We cast it down. It must be subject to your authority and we prepare ourselves for what's to come and trust you for manifestation. Thank you for the release that's on the way. It'll be greater than they anticipated. In Jesus name, we claim it. We receive it. Amen. Your Daily Cup of Inspiration podcast has been brought to you by Empowering Everyday Women Ministries, where we help fuel your faith every day. For more information, log on to www.deannahobbs.com.